Good morning, everybody. It's your boy, the DS Silent. How's it going? It's, um, it's Wednesday the 12th. About It's Wednesday the 12th, 2022. I don't know if I did one last episode before the new year, but it's been a while. Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm back, you know. You know, uh, I'm really bad at putting my Instagram uh, account in here and also my TikTok and my Twitter, but it's roughly the same name as this podcast, so you could just probably probably Google it. If not, um, I know there's a way. If you get on Anchor, the app, you can message me directly through here and then um, I can reply back. But, I mean, those are like... Uh, voice message things uh, they don't have like a, a way to physically write I wish they did uh, maybe that's their next venture to make uh, chat messages or like a live chat message feed come up but I think that's more for like a vlog like a YouTube vlog but whatever but follow me around but you know what it is. okay so I don't remember the last one I think I reviewed The Matrix and um, The Witcher just before I left to Cancun, uh, was a little bit, a little bit before I reviewed it. Uh, you know my thoughts on that. Matrix was about uh, an average, a pretty little bit better than average, but not quite much better than average. Maybe like give it like a C plus, maybe a C overall. Uh, the Witcher was phenomenal. Uh, can't wait for season three, but. I ended up flying out to Cancun, um, and boy, have I got a lot to talk about there. But let's start with initially what happened. So, my Cancun trip. I so overall, it was probably in the ninety percent, nine out of a ten vacation. It would have been a ten out of ten, but um. Some things just went completely sideways. And I guess you'll find out why they went sideways. But crazy, crazy, crazy sideways. And absolutely... St- the, the vacation couldn't have started out any worse. I don't believe. So let me take you back to January the 4th. And actually all the way to January the 3rd. January the 3rd, I am at home. <clears throat> preparing. It's Monday last like uh almost eight days ago now five days ago i'm at home packing up i washed all my clothes i packed up i i pre-packed uh you know when i'm in pre-packed i i packed up my clothes i washed my clothes i packed up all the clothes i was going to take i, I did a last some last minute shopping that monday to get some shorts get a pair of swimming trunks um you know i did all that i did all that good stuff and then i put my toothbrush and deodorant in a baggie in the ziploc but i left that in the bathroom obviously at my phone charger i kept in the wall charged up i did all of that good stuff before we left i didn't but i pre-packed my bag and then in the morning i figured i would brush my teeth wake up wash my face off the fort and I ended up staying up a little not late but <clears throat> stayed up to about 10, 10 or so Monday night 10 30 called it 
uh, set my alarms early as if I was going to go to work, you know, at a work day, sent them for like three in the morning, got up about four, took a shower, got dressed. Now this is January 4th, left my house with my girlfriend in tow at like five in the morning, five fifteen. Thought we was good. The flight, the flight doesn't leave till ten. Well, actually, nine fifty-five in the morning. I thought that five. That's basically. I basically five. Basically, it's five hours. It gives me like an hour or so to get to LAX. Yada yada yada. Traffic is smooth for the most part. It hit a little bit of a slow patch. I don't get to the park, quick park, which is where I bought my tickets about. 6.30, You know, and then I have to find directions there. I got to park. Um, got to hop onto the shuttle. The shuttle now picks me up. The shuttle lags a little bit. No big worry. Still about 6.45. about 6.50 in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll get to the airport. Plenty of time. Still about just over three hours to get to my uh, plane. Or just about three hours, so... I am not late at this point. We finally get to the LAX terminals in the shuttle. And I tell the guy we're flying Delta. And he drops us off at Terminal 2, which is Delta Airlines, is terminal. But it is Delta Airlines uh, domestic. Domestic flights. Which... I'm like, I'm a little confused as to why, uh, and I'm not necessarily confused, but just, you know, I, I don't know how it works. Um, so I'm waiting with my girlfriend, We're waiting in line, about 20 minutes elapses, maybe 25 minutes elapses, and the line is long, and the line is not really moving, and it's taking up, like I said, we probably have only moved like 10 feet, and we have to go maybe about little bit more than a thousand feet like this line if we wait in it and it's not the right line or we're not in the right area you know we could be out of time we could miss the flight so my girlfriend implores me to find out if this is the right section we're supposed to be in if this is the right area and I go and ask a lady and she says oh yeah Delta check in there but nonchalantly, just like, oh yeah, that's Delta. That's the Delta line. But I didn't ask if that first, if the, if you check in international, how it works. Um, nobody clarified. Now nobody's clarifying either on the Delta uh, line either. Don't have any workers out there clarifying anything. So again, I ask about another. Ask another gentleman working at the airport. I ask him, hey, do you work here? Yes. <clears throat> is this the Delta line to check in for international? To check your bags international? Oh, I don't know. You're gonna have to ask a Delta employee. I'm not. A, I'm not obligated to. I'm not. I can't tell you that information. I'm like, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense because if he he could be held liable if he gives me false information or inaccurate. Okay. I ask. Another. I asked like three to four people. I asked another person. They don't know. I asked one last person and they tell me, look, if you're going to fly international, you need to be at 
the Bradley International Terminals on the other side. It's about a five minute walk. You need to go there because the time is running out, getting close, which I understand. It's about 7.30 at this point. And so we walk, me and my girlfriend walk over to the International Terminal and we're trying to figure out there, because that's where we're supposed to be. We're flying international. If where do we put our bags and how do we check in to get on to do the test? You know, you got to you got to go through the TSA and all that. Lo and behold, nobody there knows what is going on. So I'm like, okay, it takes us about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to locate somebody to help. Finally, a lady then clarifies the entirety of the situation. Look. You are in the right area. Your flight is going to leave here. However, all bags must be checked at the Delta check-in at Terminal 2. And it does not matter if you're flying international or domestic. They will get the bag there. They will check you in. At that point, they will instruct you to go inside the building to go through the TSA. And then they're going to bring you back here via shuttle. After the lady clarified that to me 100%, uh, I immediately started dreading the situation because I already knew it. By this time, it's right or just just before 8. It's probably like 7.50. Now, I know I got two hours, but the thing is, the line to check the bags is dauntingly long. So I pull my best home alone impersonation and I'm running now mind you I am a large man and my girlfriend is has a large bag she's not uh, large but I'm a large man and my girlfriend is lugging a large bag and I mean we're but we're we're speed walking a better a little bit more than speed walking I'm practically at a at a jog running through the fucking airport try on the side trying to get back to the line that I know was insanely long and I get there get to the line right before 8 or right at 8 figuring oh man maybe we'll get lucked out and this won't take that long boy was I in for another thing it took more than an hour to get from the end of the line to the front of the line which I if in hindsight which I should have done is walked up to the front, offered somebody 10 bucks to let us check in ahead of them, and got on. But, you know, you're in the heat of the moment, and you don't think about these things, but um, nonetheless, it takes the whole entire hour to get to the front, at which point we get to check in the bags, and the gentleman alerts us. He's like, where are you guys headed? Cancun? Can I see your passports? He tells us right then and there that we cannot no longer check in. We are late. And he instructs us to go to agent assist in the inside. And they will help us see if we can can do anything. Um, At which point I go inside. But at that same time, there is flights canceled to Cabo. There are... Cabo San Lucas. There are flights canceled all over the place. There's a million things going on. And 
we're in this line now, again, waiting about another hour, maybe more, hour and a half, to get to an agent assist to ask us what happened. Then I tell her that we have missed our flight due to the very long lines at the check-in and also that we didn't know we were where we were supposed to go. We had asked people if this was the correct line to check in on Delta International uh, and they had instructed us to go to the International Terminal and just get in the lines over there which was false information and a correct Delta representative at the International instructed me to come back and the line is just exceedingly long and the gentleman at the check-in instructed us to come inside which is also again by the time I seen her the flight the flight had already left and I was there maybe 20 minutes after the fact again I waited in this line to just to speak to agent assist um, for about an hour and a half that line is just as long as the line outside. Maybe about an hour or 20 minutes. I was probably say I didn't... My, I've got, I was here at about 7 o'clock. I've been running around the airport. Um, the lines are long, obviously. But I was here on time. I just I did not know what to do. And nobody is out there instructing anybody that this is a line for both domestic flights and international. That everybody at Delta needs to check in here. And we will shuttle you. None of this is, information was relayed to me until it was too late. At which point, the lady, I guess, understands and rebooks my flight for January the 5th at 9 in the morning. And that is how my vacation started. That is how my Cancun trip started. Me and my girlfriend both defeated. After waiting in lines from practically 7 in the morning to about noon, um, about five hours just standing around at the airport. Mind you, I... I you know the mental gymnastics you have to pull in order to just check in you know and then okay we're running running around the airport and you know I'm looking for people to help me at the airport and my girlfriend's like, I'll ask that person. That's a security guard. Then maybe they know. And you go over there and they don't know. And then you start getting a little under pressure like, fuck, who would know the answer to what I'm looking for? Who's available to, 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 to tell you these answers? You know, how am I going to obtain these answers? And I got to do it in a quick fashion. I got to drag my luggage around, you know, and, and then to only get sent back to the long line, and you know. And I, I, I knew... That's why I started running. I was like, I knew this was going to, you know, this was always a possibility, you know, because I knew that line was, that line was hellaciously long from the jump when we first arrived. Um, Had we not left the line, we possibly would have made the flight. Uh, And I think more than possibly, because I I think it was almost, we should have made the flight. But you don't know these things. But at the same time, I mean, it's just the lines at LAX are crazy long so if you're going to go fly out of LAX you really do need to uh, check in or be there a couple hours early and more than you got to be there that that 
I would say four hours because if you're not familiar with it, you're going to get confused and things are going to get crazy. And if they need to pull you to the side to to give you the the frisk, the anal frisking, the cavity search, uh, yeah. If they need to, uh, if they need to have you to strip butt naked and and pull back your foreskin just to make sure you're not taking drugs or knives and, and you know, then yes, you need to show up early. And, and, that, and that's regardless because you don't want to be under the gun. I mean, once the pressure starts building, if you're running late, you know, all hell breaks loose because it, it's just it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse there. But that is how my vacation started. I didn't leave. However, the next day went a million times smoother. We already knew what to do. We already knew. It was, was a learning experience for me as well. I haven't flown out of LAX for quite some time. Um... And I just didn't know all of the things that were going on. I didn't know that maybe in the future when we arrive, the international flights won't be like that. I don't know how long it's going to be like that. But not only do you have to battle the COVID, wear your mask and this and that. You got to have the passports. You got to be there early to beat the lines. You got to check in. You got to go through TSA. You got to take your shoes off. All that. Then you have to take a shuttle to the international. At which point they leave you there. At which point you can then fly safely. So, but if you're there, and, and the second day, January fifth, I was there um, on time. But I was also there four hours early, and I barely felt that. You know, it was. I I, I felt that it was. You know, I was there on time, but I was just barely on time again. So that's how my vacation started. I'm gonna pause it here, guys. I'll uh, I'll be back with the the rest of this after I get off of work. I'm trying to talk about Cancun and the things I did there. There's a lot to talk about there, but I just had to talk about the crazy experience that that started off my vacation and. You know, but I did end up got on the flight January fifth. We got on at nine thirty in the morning, without a hitch. We, like I said, we knew everything, and uh, it's just one of those things, man. It was, you know, it was a crazy start. So hang tight, guys. I'll be right back, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about what I actually did in Cancun. Hang tight. Yo, yo, yo. What up? So I'm back. So let's talk about it. So January fifth. I get up, get up early. Already missed the flight. Uh, like I said, I ended up staying at an Airbnb in LA. I had some Roscoe's chicken and waffles, Randy's, uh, not Randy's, we had chicken and waffles, we had pizza. I watched uh, War for Planet of the Apes or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. The, the latest of the newest ones. Um, gotta see how the apes eventually took over mankind. Uh, which was kind of interesting. I, I had been meaning to see that movie for a while. I'd like to run it back and not be... And watch it from the beginning. Because I kind of tuned in where the, they kill off, I think, Caesar's wife and brother or something like that. And then, like, I didn't understand why they got were fighting in the beginning. Well, I kind of do, but but that's besides the point. However, right, we did that and then got up January 5th. Uh, of course, we were... 
anxious to get this vacation underway and you know and then checked in checked our bags uh got shuttled over had about two hours to spare and we just waited in the lobby and we boarded the plane finally mind you this is all taking place at like five five in the morning seven in the morning eight in the morning eight thirty and then you know we're on our way to cancun it's like about from lax to as i crack open uh on but by the way i'd like to keep in mind that now i am officially on diet and exercise uh exercise i gotta i gotta really get into uh maybe when i get some free time here later this week um, but definitely exercise and diet is kicking in uh, because I want to be able to fit on the Harry Potter ride. Like I feel like a fat bastard that wasn't able to fit on the Harry Potter ride. But I, well, from what I've heard is you actually need to be an appropriate weight. And you can't be even in the slightest tall or overweight. But that's besides the point. Uh, and I know Arizona is not that great, of a, but it is just a juice. Uh, sugary juice basically it's a soda but and i gotta stop drinking arizona's because i'm like getting addicted to them but uh i had a salad yesterday for lunch i had a banana uh today for lunch and uh, here we are doing good on that on that aspect <clears throat> but i was gonna say uh it's about from lax to Cancun, it's, it's not quite five hours of flight time. It's about four and a half. But by the time, you know, they shift course, you know, you got to see it's roughly about five hours. And then you get off the plane, about a five, five and a half hour affair. And uh, so we're flying and I and everything went well flying. Uh, they had readjusted my seat. I was sat together with my, with my girlfriend and basically, you know... I, you know, we, we flew over there without a hitch, no problems. I kind of, I really, you know, nothing, no hiccups on the plane there or back for that matter. Um, and we, we land in Cancun. And but mind you, they're in the three hours ahead. They're in that uh, East Coast time zone. They're in the whatever, if you're in the States, the East Coast. I don't know if, I don't know if time zones exist in other parts of the world. I'm sure they do, but I don't know what you would call them. Right? Like, that's a big blank as far as me. And if you actually look at the time zone uh, delineations, the, the lines, it's kind of weird. Because um, it's not a straight line like you would think it would be. But it's kind of... I don't know why. Whatever. I, I'd have to really look at that again. Um, but I don't know what the other time zone is. Like, I don't... like I don't I understand that London is way ahead of, of the States and so is China. There's like hours ahead of us like hours and hours ahead of us but that's besides the point so cancun is three hours ahead of la so we let's say we left at 10 so five hour flight uh that puts you at about three plus the three we get there about six ish now it's not quite dark when we're at it it's just a little in my and, and mind you i was because i had been telling my girlfriend about this trip and i've been hyping up this trip and the, the first day was fucked up and, and the second day i was like you know what i was like we know what there's sandy beaches there's nice weather it's sunny it's uh it's gonna be warm it's gonna be 
good food. It's going to be, you know, drinks. going to be an adventure. And I was hoping to God that the days were going to be sunny while I was there. And I had been checking the weather, you know, my weather app the entire time, like the week coming up to it. As they chug like half the Arizona tea. I've been checking the weather uh, like every day leading up to it for about a week because I was like, fuck. Like one day it would be like, okay, there's one day of rain. Then it would disappear. And then it would come back like it's sunny all week. And then it come back and be like, oh, there's four days of rain. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. Like, and even up to it that day before, like it said that there was going to be at the tail end of our vacation, there was going to be rain. Uh, but like 30, 40%. So I was like, fuck, maybe that'll just clear up. Maybe it'll just pass us. Hoping I didn't want it to rain on in, on us anywhere. Um, and thankfully, when we were there, every single day it was nice and clear. Sun out, uh, hot weather, not a rain in sight, and um, you know it was great. But when we landed, and when we landed, I was like, oh, it was like a little cloudy. I was like, fuck, I hope it like clears up. So we landed, and uh, again, you had to go through the little customs. Uh, line thing you have to um, go through their little immigration check like they ask you what you're doing here how long you're here for are you are you're United States or where are you staying they do a basic little interview and at this point was about the first time talking to the immigration people the first time that they somebody asked me if I spoke Spanish I said si sí, claro like you know and he's like, okay, ¿dónde vas a quedar? You know, okay, in Cancun. ¿En qué hotel? Crystal Cancun. Uh, ¿Qué tantos días vas a quedar? So, and I told him six, but because I, I was originally, I was thinking we were going to stay six, but I just was a little bit under the gun. And also there's a little bit of a line. Like my my girlfriend has, my girlfriend at this point, because we waited about the immigration line about a half an hour, 40 minutes. At this point, my, my girlfriend is completely fed up with lines. And I'm like, and I'm like, I know, and I and I can't, you know, I was trying to, I, I know it's fucked up, but we fucked up the first day, and, and this lines again, and I know this is not the vacation that was, I was like hoping that she was like, not trying to get downhearted about the vacation, but eventually, I was like, okay, well look, you pass this, and it should be smell, uh, smooth sailing. So we get past that guy, and then we go wait for our bag, and I'm white, and I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I gotta go pee. She's like, you can't just leave me to go pee in a foreign airport in another country. What's if I get scooped up? So I was like, oh, okay. So we're waiting at baggage claim like six. And they're like, oh no, you're going to be at baggage claim two. So yeah, everybody moves over. Thank God our bags come out kind of right away, like kind of first. And um, we grab our bags. I go pee. And we head out. And at that point, I had already kind of. I kind of felt like, okay, I'll rent a car if the price is 200 and under. Like, if it's something that's not going to be like 300 or 400 bucks. Uh, and I was even going to dabble them down. If it was going to be like 250, like, oh, I only have like 220. Like, I don't have that much. I was going to, like, kind of finagle. But I talked to the guy, and they're like, well, how much would it be for five days? 200 bucks. Uh, okay, deal. It just say me, we won't have to shuttle. 
We won't have to fucking do taxis. We won't have to, if we want to just, we won't have to fucking walk everywhere, you know. We basically, you know, we'll have a car at our own leisure to use. So I felt that that was a great deal for a car, a little Suzuki something. I I don't know. The, The cars are totally different in Mexico than they are here. There is Toyotas, there is Chevys, and there is uh suzuki's but there's also like other brands of car that i i they have some crazy symbols for cars i would like to see all the cars in the world and i want to know why some of those cars aren't here but um now as i as i back that so we i agree to rent the car so the guy's like okay well this guy is gonna get your bags and he's you're gonna follow him to the shuttle and they're gonna get you're gonna get on a shuttle and they're gonna take you to the rental car place, and then you're gonna get. The, you're just gonna go in their office, and they're gonna give you the car. That's simple like that. Okay, you know, simple enough. I underestimated about how many people were gonna rent a car, but the guy did help us carry our bags. He put us in a shuttle. We we got off the shuttle. Like, just wait in the line. You're gonna go inside and fill out some paperwork, and then we'll bring the car right to you. The line to get in a car was about thirty people deep, and again, my girlfriend was totally annoyed about. Wrenching the car and the line again, and I know she was beat up. Was probably hungry, starving. Um, it's dark now over there, so I'm like, "Well, we could go back. We could just get a shuttle." And she's like, "No, we're already here. Just get, the, get the car." Like I was like, "Okay, well, just wait a little longer. I'm, I'm promising you the vacation will get um, more and more easy. Like it'll be better. Just trust me." Like, and then you know. And I waited for the car, and then finally they they brought a car to us. And uh, you know, I was expecting more taco stands, a little bit more food. Uh, but we get to the hotel, we get uh, we get checked in, we get our bags up, come down. I seen some pizza. We went and got some pizza. Uh, we walked a little bit. I didn't see anything else like that screamed like, "Come eat food here." But uh, I just kind of glanced over. Well, it was just a quick glance over things. At that point, we stopped at the liquor store. We get in. Um, it's still a little bit confusing for her. For me, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, okay, adjusting to what's going on around me and, and trying to please her and just trying to get things uh, squared away. Because I know it had been rough the first day. As this had all taken place on, the first, on day one. The second day, which would have been the day we arrived, the fifth would have been a lot better. Um, we could have relaxed. I think, I think probably uh, it probably would have been an overall better experience for us but I know it was rough the first day and it was rough again the second day kind of and so finally we, I finally I couldn't help it no more I was like you know I, I just I had to give I kind of gave up to you I was like you know what, let's retreat to the room please like if you want a piece another piece of pizza I know that's not what you want for dinner but I know there, there might be some tacos down there I got some chips Please, we'll wake up in the morning. We got the breakfast covered. We'll go down and get some breakfast, and uh, we'll recharge up, and we'll just relax. We'll just relax the next day. Take all the stress away. And basically, that's how it played out. The the sixth went around. I, don't, I think we woke up, went down. We had an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. We got down about, uh, I think, about 10. And I know I said it was from 6 to 12 a.m., so we got there and she was like, well, how do we do it? And I was like, well, I think you just ask them what you want. I'm like, look, here's pancakes. Here's French toast. Here's uh, 
eggs, here's rice, here's beans, some bread. Uh, and I didn't have to see at first, but then she went and got an omelet. And uh, basically every day she was there, she was having an omelet. Uh, and I myself was like, I, I became a fan of their little potatoes. They have these little potatoes like cooked up, but also kind of steamed up, but kind of soft, but they were good. I, every day I had potatoes like in the morning, every single day. Uh, the first day I had potatoes, eggs. I had potatoes, beans, some eggs, uh, a little bit of chilaquiles, and like a pancake or two. And then I also got a bunch of water. My girlfriend got coffee. They brought us some Coke lights, which was cool. Uh, and, and I think she got the hang of the breakfast. So I was like, okay. From that, we actually went out to the beach. We had a good time at the beach. The water was nice. It's a little choppy, but not too bad. Uh, the water is actually really clear. The first about 50 feet, you could see your feet. And uh, and the sand is really white. The beach, the beaches in Cancun are no joke. Um, they're really, really, they're really, really beautiful. Um, and they look amazing. I would like to go where... Uh, I would like to run it back to, you know, a couple of other places that I know where the, the beaches are popping, you know, in Mexico. But, it, you know, it requires a little bit more uh, dedication, to, let's say. A little bit. I, I need to break my girlfriend into going to Mexico uh, a couple more times before I take her off the beaten trail, so to speak. Uh, like, I would like to go to back to Martin Verdugo's. Um little spot down there uh, at, at, at Tio Pablo's if you know where that is in Los Barriles um, I went there before with my dad and we've had a fantastic time there too uh, but you know so but Cancun you know the beach is nice I don't think my girlfriend's ever been in uh, a salty beach or uh, ocean water like that let alone seen it in real life how, how nice a beach can be we're from California the beaches are here a little rough There is a little bit of magic going up the coast, you know, Santa Barbara and stuff. But the beaches in in Cancun are uh, are no joke. But um, with that said, we uh, we did that, and then I got her ready, and we went and had an amazing dinner at this restaurant called Vicente's, and we rode the Ferris wheel down there at the. La Isla Shopping Mall in the middle of Cancun. And I gotta say, I had an amazing fucking ribeye. And she had an amazing... That was probably the best food we had down there. And I, and if we go back, we're gonna hit that spot again. Uh, we're gonna hit other spots. Uh, Mech Stream is good. Uh, there's other there's other places I wanna try as well uh, for dinner. Um, you know... There's, a, there's other spots. So I'm gonna... I'm gonna, you know figure out there's also tacos i didn't do very many tacos but i'd like to run it back and get you know burritos tacos and things of the nature but at vicente's in in cancun it's at the la isla shopping mall it's uh phenomenal the the service phenomenal food food is phenomenal and basically i mean there's overall i give it a five star rating that's a uh 
I haven't been that impressed since I ate at Sparks. And I mean, it's up there. Literally, it's up there with uh, Sparks for me. If you, if you know Sparks, New York. Uh, Vicente, Vicente's in Mexico and Cancun is uh, worth your money. Absolutely worth your, worth your money. With the service and, and everything. Uh, so that was that day. The next day. Or was that not the next day? What did we do? Um, the next day. Okay, the next day. Uh, which would have been, I think, believe the 7th. I turned that into a shopping day. I was like, okay, let's go get all our souvenirs. Let's go. And then I was like, you know what? We got the car. As well, we drove to the we drove to the Ferris wheel, and at the Ferris wheel, there's some other shit there that these guys uh, were on top of about a 50 foot pole, and they go down it on ropes, spinning in a circle, and, and upside down and playing music. I mean, that shit was crazy too. Uh, they have gondola rides there, which I should have got on, uh, but I didn't because I kind of feel like we could do that in Vegas one time. Um, Ah, we went to a casino randomly around there somewhere. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, the next day we went, uh, we, I, I, you know, we had the car. So I was like, okay, let's go shopping. So we went, we went shopping. First, we hit the little local souvenir spots, which I came up on a Raiders backpack. I came up on a little surfboard printed out with the uh, Grogu and the Mandalorian. I got, um, I got my mother some coffee cups some little stuff uh we went shopping for souvenirs and then my girlfriend was like okay i'm done shopping so i was like okay well if you're done shopping then let's go i would like to go see how the normal people live and not necessarily how normal people live down there but just out of the out of the hotel zone area and into the city and we cruised around in the city i I popped into a home depot just to see what it was like um we went to a, a, a store called Mega Soriana, Soriana, which is a, a wildly better than a Walmart. And it's wildly, they got way more stuff. And it's kind of a good store. Um, we went into that. We were, walked around that for a minute. We, uh, we were looking at all their anime stuff and a little Star Wars store next to it. Um... I also happened to we happened to what else did we go? We we went to a Carl's Jr. randomly and ordered up uh, hamburger each for both of us, uh, and then we we ended up at a little Plaza Mall in the middle of Cancun City, not in Cancun Hotel, but in the Cancun City, and we walked around that too. And I was just kind of surprised, taken back because you know, and like I had, and I was telling my girlfriend like I didn't understand like. I was like, the movies are so far off from what's going on in Mexico because, you know, the fucking pair of vans are like 1,500 pesos, which is about 80, 90 bucks US dollars. I'm like, but you would think nobody's buying them, but I was seeing all kinds of people, all kinds of, and then then I, you know, I was talking to the people around here. They're like, oh, well, other Mexicans from other states go there. And then they go into town because it's, they're kind of used to it. They, they got no fear of like, oh, I'm going to go into Cancun town, which I totally understand. But in order for them to travel from, let's say, 
uh, Mexico City or, or, or Ensenada or Tijuana or somewhere. You have to have money. You have to fly there, spend the fucking uh, 20,000 pesos, whatever it is, to rent the hotel. And then you have to have money to shop and eat. They got money. The Mexicans got money. I don't know where we're getting the notion that here in the States and that all of Mexico is just this third world, third world poor country. It's not. The money is not... Uh, yes, there's a lot of tourism, but the, I mean, the money is not like just depleted there to nothing. Like I don't really know where where we're getting that like, again, where we're getting the notion from. But, uh, but I mean, uh, I was just seeing people buying stuff in there, and, and like I, it was a little plaza outlet. It's not. It's not cheap. Nothing was cheap, and I felt like we were far enough away from the hotels. Where this is not people who are tourists that are just like American tourists that are just traveling into town. Because I kind of feel like there's a there's a separation. If you're coming from California, you're you, your girls, and you're not probably traveling to that area. Not even with, you know. Well, I mean that's not true because my girlfriend was with me, but. I mean, you would like. There's a cutoff, like ninety percent, maybe even ninety-five percent of the people who are in the are in the hotel zone don't travel to the city or travel out beyond too far of reality for fear of you're going to get fucked up by the cartel or so on and so forth, uh, or what have you. But we did. Anyways, I got cut off there, but uh, yeah. So I don't feel like there's a. Uh, Okay, there's kind of a thing like I kind of feel like okay so but it's not as you're not running into the cartel over there either I mean they just kind of and I was you know just cruising around town just tripping out that there's like a lot of dominoes over there there's there's little Caesars is down there I didn't see no Pizza Hut I did see a Papa John's um, I didn't see very many McDonald's but there is McDonald's down there definitely in a few spots there's hella Starbucks down there there's hell of, there's no not hell of, but I seen a couple Krispy Kremes, in places that I was kind of feeling like, mm, damn, how did I fucking get a Krispy Kreme right there? Like, I just kind of felt like, damn, like that's not odd, but kind of like, okay, I definitely we we passed by a Walmart that was kind of interesting. The Walmart is packed to the gills, bro. And you know what? I don't know in Mexico they got in their shopping centers, they got shades over every parking. I don't know why we don't got that here in the States. I was a little bit mad about that. Um, but we didn't go into Walmart, but I kind of wish we did. Wish we would have stopped. The movie theaters all over the place. Again, I don't really know. Um, I didn't really know there was that many movie theaters in, in Mexico. I, I don't I don't really know that they're just watching American movies like that. But I, I, I'm obviously there's a Mexican film industry as well. So uh, they probably get the top... Um, the top uh, American movies and then they're like okay all these shitty movies that America makes we're not bringing over but then they they probably have their own movies but I'm pretty sure they were watching Spider-Man because I've seen Spider-Man here everywhere down there Spider-Man is a global a global phenomenon Uh, and then what what happened I think we where did we go I think after we got out of uh, passed by Walmart we started cruising around the town I think we retreated back 
the hotel, took up all our uh, souvenir gifts, got them out of the car. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to just give anybody the temptation. I believe we went down, got at this food spot called Mextreme, like Mexican Extreme. Mextreme is called, it's what it's called. And I had a blast there. They had a lot of good atmosphere, a lot of good music. The food wasn't bad at all. I mean, the food was pretty good. My my girlfriend got chicken fajitas. I got four fish tacos. We shared some queso fundido. Uh, we had a blast. Margaritas, the guy comes bringing. They're, they're a, a little bit lagging on the uh, service. They're, they're a little bit more show than service. And the, but the food is good and the price was right. So I kind of felt like, okay, this is, uh, this is pretty good. I didn't I didn't have a bad time there. Uh, it's a little bit away from the... Just a little bit away from the party. But not so away from the party to where you're... Where, like, you have to travel out. Like, the party is right there. Coco Bongo is right there. Um, and with all that said, McStream was pretty good. We had a good night at dinner. At that point, I had already made up my mind that either A, I was going to go to Escaret, or B, we were going to go to Chichen Itza's. Chichen Itza's. And, you know, I couldn't make up my mind. I was like, damn, I wanted to do both. I kind of wanted to hit both of them. I was like, you know what, this may be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, But I was like, all right, all right, babe. So I was like, you know what, we're going to flip for it. Uh, heads is going to be Chichen Itza's. Tells it'll be a scare. I'll, I'll book the trip now while we can before it gets to like 10 p.m. and they don't get able to. So I flipped for it. Boom, landed on Chichen Itza's. Chichen Itza. And uh, we ended up booking the trip. Uh, was about 138 bucks. About 144 bucks, about 70 bucks. Not too bad for two people. Uh, our bus arrived at. They said between 6 and 8, and then they sent me an email confirmation saying at 7.30 they'll be there. And uh, that was it. I told her, okay, let's rest up. Let's go to bed. You know, and and after he sent this, I had a ribeye. My girlfriend had uh, lasagna, and then we shared appetizers were jalapeno poppers or uh, jalapeno wrapped in, like, carne asada. And I believe she had uh, queso fundido as well. And then I had the ribeye, she had lasagna, and then I had the Vicente Papas, which is papas with ham and, like, a creamy cheese sauce. It was phenomenal. Vicente's was phenomenal. So if they somehow get this, or you hear this, Vicente's at the Isla Shopping Mall, amazing. And McStream was amazing, too. I, I had a really good time at McStream. I, I, had a, I had a margarita there, had a couple of waters, some fish tacos, queso fundido. I had a, picked a little bit at the chicken fajitas. Uh, everything was good there. Uh, and then we just walked to the hotel, walked home. Again, we booked the trip to Chichen Itza's, went to bed, and boom. Woke up the next day. Again, bre- breakfast buffet. I was like, you know what? We have some time. Let's get down there about 6.30. We'll eat. We'll just wait at 7 because I don't want to miss the bus. So we we ate about a half an hour right there at the buffet. You know, at this point, at this, but I feel like at this point, the, the waiters and everybody at the buffet knew who we were because we had been tipping like five bucks year to every waiter we're getting five bucks so they had already they came we're like come on come on and they like they would just bring us coffee they would bring us everything with the ketchup they would bring us uh they would bring me chocolate milk they would bring in bringing us water bringing us conscious and i kind of feel like at the end of it we were getting like first class service because 
we were the only ones tipping. I don't think anybody else was tipping, but we were, and that's how we were getting getting some good service at the end. Um. So we eat and we go and watch the sunrise a little bit and the cocoon sunrise. I have a couple pictures of us uh, by seeing the sunset from beach level. I mean, it's a it it it's a it's a diamond view right there. I don't know how else to say it's a five star. Just the beauty of the uh, the ocean, the hotel, and and everything, and like the sunrise. It's amazing right there. Very beautiful. Um, and then we went to Chichen Itza's. Now the bus ride is like a three hour ride over there. And at first we hit the uh, uh, Cenote Sagrada, supposedly. Uh, the Cenotes is is good is a cool thing. I, I we we had a lunch buffet there as well. Uh, and then we hit the cenote, and we went to go swimming. Now I wish, on the tour, because the tour was a little bit long, I wish that 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 time of the tour there was a little bit longer, because I only got to I only got to swim for like ten minutes, but it was amazing. Uh, the water really nice and fresh. fresh you were swimming in fresh water. Either uh, nice and cool. It's hot out there, and the water is nice cool a cool temperature you know the cenote is just basically you know it's it's just fresh and you're you're there and you're swimming you're relaxing having a good time you could take goggles down there um and all of that stuff man i mean i feel like it's just kind of like you know it's pretty it's pretty legit uh and then from there they pack you up and you head over to chichen itza which is about a 30 minute maybe 40 minute bus ride back from the cenote to to chichinitas and now when you get into chichinitas and maybe i'll save this for tomorrow morning but i know maybe i'll talk about it now i got a little bit of time i feel as if i've always felt the pyramids were not built by man not in the pyramids of Egypt. And I've watched so many things about it. And I just, I work construction. I do demolition. I've broken granite rock. And I just know that what they did is crazily, there's, a, we're missing information on how they built it. Because we cannot build shit like that today. We're missing something. We're missing a technology. We're missing a whole chapter of human civilization. Uh, how they carved all that shit. And to be exact. To where a paper won't fit. In the cracks. In, in crevices. And how you can't have a torch go down. Because the air is not there. And how they. They got it so. And how they did the, the paintings in the complete dark. They just. They just. It's kind of boggles the mind. And I tell you. Chichinitas is no different. You walk in there and you're kind of absolutely kind of mind blown. Your mind is fucked. Your mind fucked. You're looking at a a mega structure comparable to like the stadiums the football stadiums are building today. Maybe even bigger. It's a mega structure, and supposedly this is with sticks and stones, and 
and fire and sheer grit, which I find to be, I find to believe impossibly impossible because it's just not possible. Uh, ignored, I mean, I know they made, I know the Mayans made their own paper now that the guy, the guides told us, but I mean, it's still, it's kind of like, I don't feel as if even their, their paper, they have to be accurate with the pencil to really determine numerically how to stack these stones and, and do it in such a way uh, that the echoes when you clap sound like a Chichen Itza bird, like the little local, a god bird. It makes a bird. I, and then to line it up astrologically, and to do everything according to math. There is some. I, there's something to be said about pyramids, and I and I want to see the the great pyramids of Egypt, and I want to see some of these other structures. There. The Chinese built the Chinese built the Great Wall of China and that is believable. But it is not a pyramid. It's just a really it's very long that's a mass coordinate coordinate uh a mass coordinational effort, but it is not a structure that is at any point astrologically uh I don't even know how to say it. it's not it, it's just a wall that was a dividing now I know you can see it from space and I know it's huge and people walk in and it's crazy it's a crazy structure but it has nothing to do with fucking astrology which every pyramid and temple does and Chichen Itza is no exception and, and I'm not saying aliens built it Either I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and tell you that oh yeah definitely we didn't build it, but there is some technology, there is something that we have not yet discovered, or that is just lost. Uh, some some sort of a calculator they had, or some sort of instrument that we're not in a certain that they had to just do this work. And it's lost to the, the pages of mankind. And, and honestly, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that some of these pyramids and temples are a lot older than people say they are. And, and I just believe that, like, we, the, the civilizations that built them were wiped out by probably meteors and comets that crashed to Earth uh, 500,000 years ago. Now, I know the science is going to tell you that we went through dinosaurs and then there was fucking an ice age and then there was cavemen and then boom, here we are. I think that that ice age or or that, that dinosaur age, I think we were already sort of existing prior to that and had mass civilizations growing in certain areas and then boom, you get hit with the ice age and you just can't overcome it. Boom, there's some sort of a meteor that wipes out your whole civilization. And those structures remained untouched and really unfathomed, or not unfathomed, unmolested by nature because the Ice Age preserved most of it. It froze and then it took a while to unfreeze so that it stayed intact. 
you know, and the and the climate was more a lot less polluted. You know, so there's the erosion on on these stone structures just didn't occur. Uh, and I just kind of feel like they're, they're I, I think they're probably the civilization probably existed like a million years ago or two million years ago, and they they ran rampant and they they built these great structures and they had like some sort of technology that was somewhat portable. And and every the common man knew how to use it because, and they had these tools. I don't know what tools they were using, but to get some of that stuff as accurate as it was, I mean, and I could go on all day about pyramid structures and and all that. And I and I'm not taking away from the mines at all. I'm I, I believe the mines built it. They 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 had some tools, man. They had some knowledge. I mean, those guys were some smart cats, man. I mean. And it's just what it is. I mean, the, the structures there are absolutely incredible. Uh, Chichen Itza is absolutely incredible. And like I said, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in like, you know, it's just it's just wild. It's it's just a wild notion. And seeing some of this shit up close, I'm almost positive that there is something that we're missing. We're missing a piece of the book. There's a whole book. You know, there's like Harry Potter one, two, three. We're missing six and seven, and then we jump to eight, and we're like, "Well, they just naturally just became astronomers, like, you know, they had no point, and they were tracking the stars because of the signs of water, you know, and it's just one of those things, and it's even crazier of a notion to believe that they were tracking the stars there because it fucking rains all the time, which means it's cloudy all the time, and so how are they tracking the stars?" If something is not adding up, and in in I'm not saying the mines didn't build it, I'm just saying that we, we I'm just saying that not in gym pyramids in general, we're just missing something. Maybe they're a lot older than we think. But Chichen Itza is wonderful, man. We went, I walked around it. We went through like some of the burial areas and the and the column areas, and that was kind of crazy. Uh, to very haunt, very I I kind of felt like it's very. It's a very haunting, a very somber uh, area. Like the, then even the noise that people are talking, but you don't hear it. Like there's something in the acoustics of the area where you're 20 feet away from something, you don't hear them, but yet you can clap at the pyramid and it makes a bird noise. And there's something about the acoustics of the whole the region right there where Chichen Itza is at, and you just kind of like. It's just you just take a step back. I wish I would have had more time to explore, but we could have cut our tour short. You know, we had a two-hour time limit. It's wild, you know. What can I say? I, I took some pictures. I'll never forget being there. I was just staring at the structures, staring at the, just the things around me, like when wonder about. Things. I mean, my my brain was going like a million miles an hour. And, and mind you, I'm I'm my girlfriend is with me, and I'm trying to help her answer questions. We get some souvenirs there, um, but I, overall, I'm like just thinking in my head, like fuck, man, like how did I can't believe men did this? It's just it's impossible. It's insane. And then they they have it. They you know I didn't even see it all. I just was like, man, like I don't know, like it's crazy. It's just totally crazy, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's a wild, wild notion. Like, 
just the things like just the, you know I I would need to be there for like a whole day just to take it all in I need to be there for a whole day I need to go back to see it again because I, I need to sate my thirst and, and just really what I really need to do is I need to get in there and see the stones see how it was placed seeing what they did you need to see it because I'm not I can't see it yeah I, I've seen it but I can't see it but anyway so from there we leave uh, we pack it up, we leave, and we head out to another historical site called Valle Dolid, which is a supposedly it's the Valle of Olives or Valley Valley of Olives, but it's a Valle Valle Dolid, and that area is a nice area too. Now, mind you, I didn't have no idea where we were going, but we went to a like a sacred church area. The plaza area is fantastic. There's like a million birds. There's all kinds of things. But then again, there too, we were only there for like 20, 30 minutes. Like 30 minutes. And then we had a boogie out. So we got some snacks. We, we saw the sights, took some pictures, and then we headed out. And basically headed straight home. And the tour was over like about 9.40 at night. It's a long tour. Uh, but I had fun. I mean, it was 100% I would recommend... If you don't, if you're, if you only go to Cancun, let's say for like three days or four days, I recommend one day being that tour, or one day perhaps being Escaret, and then relaxing the rest of the days. If you're there for a week, I still would think you would take the tour. If you're there for like ten days, fourteen days, you could probably drive there and have a better experience. You could do a whole other day of cenotes. You can go to other things there, so you're not as cramped on time. But if you're cramped on time and you don't want to fuck up your whole vacation, then just do the tour, I think, would be better. You know, so you don't have to worry about driving. You don't have to worry about putting gas. You don't have to worry about getting food. It's all there included. Drinks, you can drink on the fucking bus and, and waters and sodas. So it's, you know, I think it's totally worth it. And they, there's guys there to help you, too, if in case you you don't know, you know, that what things mean or, or, or you need help. Uh, and that night, that night came to a conclusion, you know, and we were done. The next day was like Sunday. Uh, got up to go have breakfast. I wanted to go swimming, but we kind of just relaxed. We ended up going back to the mall, uh, to another area of the mall. We um, bought a, I bought a little bit. We rode the Ferris wheel during the day, which I felt was a kind of better than that night. There's a big Ferris wheel there. The night you get to see it all lit up, but you don't see the beautiful ocean and the beautiful lake on the sides. Um, you know, and, and but in the day, you can see it all. And then, you know, there's a Starbucks there. Uh, we went down there. We walked to the other mall. We went to go get some more stuff. Just kind of walked around it, you know, seen some things. We went to a McDonald's over there. And, um, you know, basically, it was just like, you know, it was it was what it is. It was just like, uh, you know, we had a blast. I mean, Sunday, uh, okay, Sunday and Sunday night uh, was the Raiders and Chargers finale. I told my girlfriend, I please, I want to watch it. it. Doesn't start till like about eight thirty, eight forty-five at night. Uh, it's supposed to be on at five twenty-five, but it didn't start till about eight thirty, eight forty-five. So if we just go up around that time, watch the game, then uh, I'll be happy. We got the whole day to spend. We did a little pre-pack. And, uh... Yeah, we went shopping. We we got a little... I had some Italian food. 
And then after that, we went to go watch the game. We watched it at a wing, a wing, uh, it's called uh, Army, Wing Army. Uh, it was right next to our hotel. We had been seeing it. We tried it. The wings were good. Service was good. TV's going. Vibe was good. People in there eating. Wasn't too dead. Wasn't too crazy either. But watch the Raider game. If you guys seen the Raiders and the Chargers finale, that game was, I, I was insane. I was like, at the end of it, I was like, dog, are we going to fucking win this or not? And then, you know, I was like, I'm on vacation. I can't be stressed out. The Raiders are stressing me out. Uh, and I kept telling him, well, this is this is it. This, is, this could be the game. And they fucking kept going. The, and then I was like, damn, they got to stop him here. And they don't stop him. And they convert. And again, they just keep going. And I'm like, damn, how many times do the Raiders have to lose the game to win it? Shit. And then it finally goes to overtime. And then, you know, the Raiders make the playoffs. The Chargers go home. All of the sports world was talking about that game. And it was just a crazy atmosphere. It was just crazy in general. I just... Wild, wild, wild a conclusion to Cancun, a wild time. Uh, the next day, which happened to be the 10th, uh, we showered up, went to um, go down to the breakfast buffet, had our last breakfast there, came up to the room, went to the bathroom, and kind of did a pre-checkout, went down, checked out. And then at that point when we were leaving, I was heading back to the airport finally, Went to go get some gas and just head out to the airport. It finally started raining. But I was like, yeah, we're already leaving. It only rained for about an hour. And then get to the airport, check in. We're in time. We're way like the plane didn't leave to fight. They were there like at like one. Uh, and it's a lot less of a headache to get into their airports than it is in ours out here in the States. Uh, I did my COVID test the day before that Sunday too. That's one thing I forgot to mention. You have to do a COVID test where they shove that motherfucker all the way to your brain twirl it around and then pull your eyeball out basically uh that was that was an experience um i wanted to go swimming again we didn't get a chance to go swimming at the pool or the beach again but you know i had i had a blast i kind of did a lot of things that i kind of you know i wanted to do and did things that i extra things that i didn't even know i wanted to do and just you know just just kind of what i felt like there's so much to do there. It's just like Vegas. There's so much to do, so little time, you know. I would have you'd have to be there for like a whole year to do everything and see everything and be there during for the uh Christmas and New Year's and um Dia de los Muertos and stuff like that. Um I will say this though. I will say this 100%. At the end of it, I think my girlfriend is now comfortable with going back. Again, I was totally killing it with my Spanish. I finally, after like day two or three, I finally, and I, again with my girlfriend, after about two days of being there, everything kind of just glazed over. We, we, everything we did was relaxing, first class service, you know, pretty good price and everything, and everything was amazing. So at the end of it, I was like, oh, man, we're going to go back home to fucking do it yourself, fucking serve yourself, and fucking nobody's going to come move your bags you know and as we headed to the airport checked in you know it just kind of reality sets in like damn we're on our way back home you know I don't get homesick as much but I was like I want to get back home because I kind of want to like uh, I wanted to regroup uh, mentally I know I had some work I had a lot of things coming up but I just wanted to regroup a little bit um, and, and kind of I felt like uh 
Yeah, like this was it was just a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind of things, and I kind of, uh, I kind of feel like, yeah, get back here to the states and, like, okay, exhale a little bit, and you know, because you're I still not that I was homesick, but I was like, okay, we, we checked in, I got that done, took the car back, got that done, packed up everything, got that done. I was making a little chat. Like I said, we did a pre, a pre, uh, a, what did I call it? A pre-pack on Sunday, even so that we didn't have to pack Monday morning. Uh, but then you know, once you you know, okay, you want to get back to it. Hopefully, everything goes without a hiccup. You know, I was kind of dreading coming back, but I kind of was relieved to come back as well, just because I said it was just the next. I just yeah, you know, I was like, okay, A, B, C, and D's got to be done, and then. And we got to get to the airport and get in a, you know, you're just always kind of like, just like the first day delivery, things a little bit more frantic, sort of. But everything with that, without a hitch, we landed, got our bags, went through, they interrogated us at the fucking LAX International Customs. Uh, we get our bags, we get to the shuttle, we get to, back to our car, we check out of, of the parking structure, and we're driving home. And got home, man. What can I say? We got home in one piece. I had an amazing time down there. I seen some things that I'm never going to be able to to physically explain to somebody that's never been there. Just the awesomeness that it was. Uh, 10 out of 10, the Chichen Itza's. That's one of the first things that I want to say. The 10 out of 10 Chichen Itza's was an amazing experience. Just visually. And just acoustically. And just... I want to go at night. I would like to see that center. I mean, there's so much to explore there. I need to run it back. It's crazy, you know. But that was my Cancun trip, man. Uh, if you guys got any questions, I said I'm going to get this posted up here in the next day or so. And then if you guys have any questions or any concerns, uh, feel free to reach out. Send a message here. Download the app and uh, keep in touch, man. I'm going to get another episode up. I might not be done talking about Cancun, but for the most part, that's what I did. And that's how it went, so... Uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip on the next one. We'll, uh, we'll discuss something else. I'm going to watch the book of Bubba Fett right now. It's Wednesday. So I'm going to watch that right now. And, uh, that's episode three. So I'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh, peace.